Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for coming back to hang out with me, to listen to our podcast. I am recording again from Punta Cana without a microphone, so thanks for your patience with the less than stellar audio quality. I will say the view is gorgeous, but I'll be back to my normal recording setup tomorrow, so this will be the last time that I am apologizing for not traveling with my mic. Complete oversight. But thanks for coming back. I really, really appreciate it. I think you're going to enjoy today's episode. Before we get into it, I have a tiny favor to ask you. Actually, what is really true is I set a goal and I need your help in order to achieve it because I can't do it by myself. So after Ascend, which wrapped up last weekend, it was incredible, I set a bunch of new goals, one of which was for Primal Potential and specifically for the podcast. I don't tend to look at ratings and reviews and those sorts of things. If anything, I look at the less than stellar reviews because I always want to improve. I always want to reach more people. I always want to learn what I could do better. But I had a guy helping me with some business stuff and he said, wow, you have 890 some odd five-star reviews. That's pretty awesome. And I was like, hmm, that is good. I want a thousand. I want a thousand and I want it by the end of the year because I want to know that we are continuing to grow and it's one of the ways that we can reach more people. In fact, specifically in iTunes, it is the ratings and reviews that determine whether or not iTunes even displays the Primal Potential podcast to new visitors. So my goal is to have at least 1,000 five-star reviews of the podcast in iTunes by the end of the year. And clearly, I can't do that myself. I really need your help. So if you enjoy this podcast, and if it has added something valuable to your life, if you believe that it deserves a five-star review every single one counts. It would mean the world to me if you would go into iTunes and leave a rating and review for the show. Now, if you don't think it deserves a five-star review, your opinion matters to me as much. So here's the deal. If you feel like the show deserves a five-star review, it would mean the world if you would help me reach this goal. I can't do it without you. So that would be awesome. But if you don't, this is what I want you to do email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com. They all come directly to me. I answer every single one of them. If you feel like it doesn't deserve a five-star review, you're not comfortable going there at all or yet, send me an email, elizabeth at primalpotential.com and tell me what I can do differently, what I can do better, what I can do to support you because I see this very much as our show. 
And this is certainly my calling in life. And I want to know what I can do to make this a more valuable space for you, to make the podcast a better use of your time, to make it more valuable in your life. So we've got two camps of people. You feel like, yes, it has added value to my life. You deserve the five-star review. I want to help you reach this goal before the end of the year. I'm going to do it. Or, no, sorry, girl, you don't deserve five stars. Email me, elizabeththeprimalpotential.com. Let's talk about what I can do differently, how I can be better, how I can use this space more efficiently to help you reach your goals. And with that, we are going to get into today's episode. So as I mentioned, I am in Punta Cana (laughs) without a mic. And I've been reading every day on the beach and at the pool. In fact, just last Sunday, a few days ago now, I sent an email out to my VIP list with all of the books that I've read in 2017. And I've read a couple more since I got here. But uh, one of the ones that I was reading while I was on the beach here is How to Write Like Tolstoy. I'm always trying to be a better writer. I think as a better writer, I'm a better communicator. That's super important to me. And the book... How to Write Like Tolstoy, opens up with a quote that I love. I loved it so much I shared it in a blog the other day, but it deserves an episode unto itself, and that's where we're going today. So it's opening up with a quote of an interview, and this author, Peter Carey, says to the interviewer, I was finally a writer, and the interviewer says, what was it that was clicking? And Carey responds, age, experience, a simpler form, practice, reading, influence, and getting beyond influence, which in and of itself can sound like, okay, so everything changed and then you became a better writer. That's overwhelming. But the things that he calls out, age, experience, a simpler form, practice, reading, influence, as well as getting beyond influence, they're really much more integrated than it appears and much more powerful and easier to implement than we might think. So we are diving into them one by one today. Age and experience, which we will lump together. A simpler form, practice, reading, influence, as well as getting beyond influence. Those were the things that clicked for him, that created success, And I think when those things click in our lives, incredible things happen. Significant change can be created. So we're talking about them today. And though we can't change our age, we can absolutely change all of the others and we can begin to change them today. But how do we create change so that things click, so that we create greater success? And for each one of those things, we'll ask and answer What does it look like? What can we do about it today? We'll start with age and experience. Though there are days when I feel old and I'm like, how is it possible that I'm already in my mid-30s? I realize that I am not old, but my age and my experience have brought me to a place that has created things clicking for me that didn't click when I was younger, when I was less experienced, because it brought me to a place, my age and experience, where I was straight up sick of the struggle. I had serious failure fatigue. I was tired of working so hard and then avoiding effort and undoing everything I had done. I was so sick of wanting change 
and being pissed off at myself for not creating it. I was tired of that tension. Also, through experience and through repeated failures, really, I learned that I had to pursue my best life as the means of creating my best body and not the other way around. It was not creating my best body that would create my best life. And it was experience that taught me that, that taught me to pursue happiness as the path to health instead of health as the path to happiness. It was experience that taught me that losing weight, especially losing weight through crash dieting or a series of strategies I couldn't and didn't want to sustain, that that didn't make me happy. It certainly didn't make me confident. It didn't solve my problems. It didn't make my marriage better. Age and experience brought me out of the old approaches that didn't work, all or nothing, crash diets, extreme deprivation and restriction, followed by crazy overindulgence, to where I am now, which is marked by a simpler approach. Foods I love that love me back. Working to reduce variability so that there aren't as many, if any, wild extremes in the way I eat or the way I work out. So leveraging age and experience, what does that look like for you? I think it begins with a series of questions. What is an informed approach you can take, either to weight loss or to fitness or to the choice you are considering? And an informed approach means what have I learned from my past experiences, what's worked and what hasn't worked, What can I learn from that to make the best decision instead of going with what you've always done without considering what you have learned along the way? Asking yourself, where are you clinging to or choosing an approach or a strategy that has not worked for you in the past? And what does it look like to choose differently? What do you know about the series of behaviors that you continue to choose? Do they make you happy? Do they work? Do they move you in the direction you want to go? And what other options are there for you? Other than the approach you normally take, what other options are there? And how can you act on them today? As you consider an approach or a choice, is there a better approach? Is there a better strategy? Is there a more informed way based on what you've learned from experience? The second thing that I want to talk about is what that interviewer or the the author says about a simpler form, a simpler form. So the first thing that clicked was age and experience. The second thing was a simpler form. Complexity is straight up exhausting, and it's usually exhausting without creating a lot of return, a lot of results. A couple of episodes ago in 410, episode 410 of the podcast, I aired audio from the 2016 Ascend in Nashville, Tennessee, about the importance of simplicity. If you know that you need to simplify, if you know that your approach is too complicated, too overwhelming, taking on too much too fast, you've got to listen to episode 410 on the quick. Make it happen. Go to 410, pause this right now, listen to 410, and come back to this. It is a very powerful episode that talks about how to create a simpler approach and what that looks like. I have adopted this simpler approach in many areas of my life, of course, including food choices. And I've gotten to a place, a simpler place, 
through experience and practice. And we're going to talk more about practice in a few minutes. I am not into meal plans. I am not into food lists. I am not into strict, rigid rules or any complex dieting strategy or tactic. A simpler approach has been a game changer for me. It's about doing fewer things, but doing them better and doing them more consistently with a higher quality instead of rushing around trying to do a million things and half-assing all of them or being terribly inconsistent with all of them. My simpler approach related to food is I eat when I'm hungry. I don't eat when I'm not hungry. I eat what is really worth it and I don't eat what's not worth it. And I keep in mind how I will feel the next day. Do I love ice cream? Yes. Do I eat ice cream? Yes. But do I stay mindful of the point at which I'll feel like crap in the morning? Absolutely. I love dessert, right? And I will often try it. But much of it sucks, right? I had a piece of red velvet cake the other day that had almost no flavor. The texture was nice. It looked pretty, but it wasn't flavorful. So I put my fork down and said, it's not worth it. And that makes indulging fairly infrequent because most things for me through practice and experience aren't worth it. I eat foods I love that love me back. So I'll ask myself, do I love this? Another form of, is it worth it? And if yes, then the next question is, okay, well, how can I eat this in a way that it loves me back? Some things that's easy, a piece of fish, Brussels sprouts, great. I'm gonna eat it, I'm gonna feel great, it's tasty, it loves me back. But other things I have to consider In what quantity or at what time can I eat it and feel really great about it? Meaning I'm not going to feel stuffed or tired or emotionally I'm not going to feel frustrated or defeated. So first is eating when I'm truly hungry. And then it's about eating an amount where I can still feel great about the choice. Last night I had some ice cream, but I didn't overdo it, right? And I had it in the evening, having it in the morning, which is certainly available here at an all-inclusive resort, would have made me feel tired and exhausted all day long. No bueno. I also, when it comes to this idea of a simpler approach, I love the idea of seeing things through fresh eyes. Oftentimes, even simple things feel complicated because we're pulling in all of our past experiences, all of our history, all of our assumptions, all of our thoughts and ideas, and it makes it feel overwhelming even when it's a simple approach. We take something simple and we make it complicated because we're pulling in our entire lifetime of experience, everybody else's opinion. So when I find myself in that place, where even something simple feels complicated or there's too many options. Well, I could do this simple thing, but I could do it in 700 different ways. No, simplify. I talked about this at Ascend, seeing things through fresh eyes. And then just a few days later, I was reading in the same book, How to Write Like Tolstoy, about this idea of revision, which of course happens when we're writing. But think about that word revision. It's revision. Seeing something differently. Seeing something as if you've never seen it before with fresh eyes. If I didn't know anything about this, if I put aside all of my assumptions, all of my past experiences, how would I do this? What would be the best way? Without my past, without my fears, without my worries, without what is this going to look like six months from now, just right now in this moment with fresh eyes, what can I do to simplify?
And in the book, How to Write Like Tolstoy, uh, there is this famous playwright whose brother wanted to be a writer. And so the aspiring writer would go to his successful brother and say, will you edit my work? And the response, the feedback was always the same from this famous playwright, a bridge, a bridge, like make it shorter, (laughs) do less, simplify. You don't need so much, whether that's so many choices, so many thoughts, so many strategies, so many focuses, a bridge, a bridge, a bridge, simplify, simplify, simplify. Seeing the day, seeing the choice, with new eyes, with fresh eyes. It's a new day and I'm not carrying with me whatever happened yesterday or the frustrations of the past or the fears of the future. So what does a simpler approach look like for you? How do you do this? It could be just picking one thing and focusing on that. Like, I eat when I'm hungry, I don't eat when I'm not. Period, the end. Or it could be, I'm honest with myself. And so I write down what I eat, how much, and how it makes me feel. That's an improvement for me because I do better when I'm paying attention. I struggle when I'm not paying attention. That is my simpler approach. Or it could be I'm going to go to bed at a certain time every day because I make better choices when I'm rested and much of when I struggle happens when I'm tired. Or maybe the simpler approach is waking up an hour earlier every single day to work on your life instead of in your life, which we talked about at length in episode 413. The next element is practice. And this one is really everything because nothing gets easier and we cannot get better at anything without practice. The more we practice, the easier things get. And as Jade Tita of Metabolic Effect says, easy is earned. And it's earned through practice. A decision to improve your food choices means basically nothing. Every single day you have chances to practice, whether that's leaving a single bite of something on your plate, right? Or saying no thank you to the offer for a snack because you're not hungry. Every day, there are tons of opportunities to practice whatever it is that you need to practice to move in the direction of your goals. I am not a purist or a perfectionist. I don't feel like I need to be. I don't feel like you need to be either. But we always have the opportunity to practice. I've heard it said that a master is a beginner who keeps beginning. Every day waking up and saying, here I am, blank slate, new beginning. I have a chance to take great care of myself. I have a chance to practice where I want to make progress, to move in the direction of my goals. Everything comes down to this idea of practice. Practice is what you do intentionally to get better. I heard on a podcast the other day that it is easier to act your way into positive thinking than to think your way into positive acting. We have to act to create change. We have to practice over and over. We have to have drama-free mistakes where we wake up and say, I'm not carrying with me whatever happened yesterday and I'm not worried about tomorrow, but today I'm going to practice. At Ascend last weekend, we talked about how we have a tendency to lose or disregard our understanding of practice. If we have a kid and they're learning a new instrument, we understand that they're gonna suck for a while but that they're going to get better if they sit down to deliberately go through 
with effort, whatever it is that they're trying to learn, that they decide to hammer the basics, the fundamentals every single day. And just in deciding to practice, it doesn't make them good. It doesn't make them flawless. And if they throw their hands up every time they hit a wrong note and they say, I suck, then they probably won't practice for very long or very consistently, which means they won't get better. Now, we know that when it comes to an instrument or a sport or a foreign language, but when it comes to creating change in our own lives, we tend to think that a decision to create change is all it takes, and if we drop the ball from there, we suck. It's just not true. So what does this look like for you, this idea of practice? It's simple. Don't get away from simplicity Now that we've moved on to practice, pick an improvement, commit to it daily, without judgment, without emotion, just practice. I am making for myself, my Christmas present to myself is I am having a journal custom made for me. I've done this before. I I do this often, but I am having a journal for the year for 2018 custom made that has three categories, my health, my life beyond my health, my enjoyment of life, you know, relationships, things like that, and my business. And every day I will pick one thing that I will remind myself to practice in each of those three areas so that I can move in the direction of where I want to go. This journal will remind me daily of where I want to go, what I'm trying to achieve over the year in that area. And it's only going to be one thing. It's not like for my health, there's going to be 14 goals. There's going to be one. And for my business, there's going to be one. And for my life beyond my business and my health, there's going to be one. And every day I will choose one thing to practice in that area. The other thing that uh, was one of the factors that came up in this interview is reading. And I don't think I need to go into this one too much. Reading is a huge part of growth. It is a massive part of my life. And like I said, last Sunday in the weekly email to the VIP list, I sent out a list of books I've read in 2017. And I had to leave off all the ones that were on my bookshelf or I got as lifts, uh, gifts because since I'm in Punta Cana, I can't see my bookshelf. And I was just going off what I purchased through Amazon and Audible. But the reality is that reading is a huge part of influence. We'll talk about influence in a few minutes, but it challenges me. If I didn't read, then I wouldn't be constantly reminded of how I can be better. If I didn't read, I wouldn't generate motivation as well as I do right now. That's a huge part of it for me. It's part of how I create motivation. If I wake up every day and just hope to be motivated, I'm going to have a whole lot more hoping than I have motivation. But reading exposes me to new ideas. It reminds me of what I'm trying to do. It's a source of inspiration. It's how I create motivation. It's how I anchor myself to what is possible for my life and the goals that I am working towards. So there's not much more I can say about reading. I think it's tremendously important. Now, it's not important without practice and a simpler approach. But when reading is combined with practice and a a commitment to simplicity, it's a complete game changer. So what does this look like for you? Start reading. Read more. Make time for it. If you don't have time to sit down and read or you feel like when you sit down to read you fall asleep, then get audible and listen to books on your phone when you're driving, when you're working out, when you're folding laundry or washing dishes. There's always a way. And if you didn't get my reading list from this year, because you're not on the VIP email list, 
This is what I want you to do. Shoot me an email, Elizabeth at Primal Potential, put reading list in the subject line and say, I wasn't on the VIP list, but I am now. Please send me that reading list. So go to the homepage of primalpotential.com, put in your name and email address, then boom, you're on the VIP email list. Next step, shoot me an email and say, I was not on the VIP list, but I am now, and I want your reading list. I will get it to you within 48 hours of your email, promise. All right, two more to go here. The next one is influence. I love this, and reading is a huge part of how I influence myself and my life in the direction in which I want to go. I believe very, very strongly that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. And a lot of people hear that and go, well, crap, my family sucks or I have lousy coworkers. But listen, we live in a time when you can have your five be virtually anybody. Through books, through podcasts, through blogs, through masterminds, you have an ability here to surround yourself with high achievers, with dreamers, with positive people. You just have to do a little bit of work, right? If you want to be positive and appreciate the things in your life, are you hanging around with complainers? If you want to be around people who are peaceful and kind and generous, is your closest circle a bunch of jerks? And what do you need to change? The reason that this should excite you is because of the amazing amount of free information that we all have access to at our fingertips at any time. And again, this is a huge part of the reason why I read. It's also why I created the Primal Potential Masters Club. Because I don't think I'm unusual in that I've struggled to create meaningful relationships with positive people over my life. And much of my life is people that I can't necessarily extricate extricate from my situation, whether it's family or it's coworkers or whatever. And I wanted a community of goal achievers who are positive, who are really engaged with life and wanting to rise above. I wanted a tribe of people who really get it, who aren't above struggle, but choose to move beyond struggle. And a rising tide raises all ships. It was funny at Ascend as we were saying goodbye and there were a bunch of people from the Masters Club there. I was hugging some of them and saying, I can't believe that we have such an amazing group of positive, inspiring people who are really just putting forth incredible effort, encouraging each other, loving each other. I cannot believe we have this group. I said, I feel like it is such a gift. And somebody said, we have it because you created it, because you knew how important it was and you put in the work and you cultivated these relationships over years and you brought us together and we all have the ability to do that. In the Masters Club, it's not just that we're all patting each other on the head and saying, go get it, rise again, you can do it. But we share things that inspire us. And then we all get to benefit from that. The other day, one of my Masters Club clients posted a video of author Simon Sinek, who I love, telling a story about he had run a race with a friend. And after the race, there was this uh, like table of volunteers handing out free bagels to the runners. And Simon Sinek says to his friend, like, let's go get a bagel. And the friend says, no, no, the line's way too long. And Simon Sinek's like, uh, but bagels. And the guy said, yeah, but the line, I'm not waiting in the line. That's not worth it. And Simon Sinek says, free bagels. Like he's looking at the guy like, I I don't get it. There's free, like, there's no reason to not get free bagels. And then, of course, Simon Sinek goes and gets the bagels and gives one to his friend. And then he says, there are two types of people in this world. 
There are the people that see the free bagel and there are people that see the line. There are people that see what you can get and people that see the obstacle in the way. And this is the power of influence. It's okay if you're one of those people that currently sees the line, you see the obstacle, you see what's hard, you see your past failure, I get it. Surround yourself with people who think differently, who are a little further along because a rising tide raises all ships. So what does this mean for you? Find a way to surround yourself with people and things that inspire you. If you do not have that in your personal circle, in your family, in your coworkers, in your friends, read more, listen to podcasts, evaluate your closest connections, build new relationships, and I can be a part of that. Shoot me an email, listen to the podcast, read the blog. For many of you, you've emailed and said you're part of my five, and it's my honor to be part of your five, and many of you are part of mine. You can make this change. We live in the best time to do that. The final one is getting beyond influence. So there's influence, which is super important, but there's also getting beyond influence, which is as important. It's magical and it's about knowing what you want and what is best for you, regardless of what people around you are doing. And this especially applies when we have those negative people in our lives, or we have people who are not acting and living with the discipline that motivates us and inspires us and represents the qualities we want in our own lives. For example, even when I'm not on vacation, people routinely offer me food. Oh, have this, have a drink, do this. But I make choices based on what I want to do, not on what somebody else is doing or somebody else wants me to do, right? Getting beyond influence means I do what is going to move me in the direction I want to go independent of the influence of those around me. I don't eat clean because everybody else around me is eating clean and I don't want to look like a piggy, but similarly... I don't indulge just because the people around me are indulging. I do what is best for me, what I choose to do in the moment. I don't skip my workouts on vacation because other people aren't working out. But similarly, I don't go to the gym because everybody else is. I do what is right for me, what is best for me, independent of what those around me are doing. Just like practice in general. Anything we want to do, anything we want to change, it takes that effort. It takes that deliberate step of trying and getting beyond influence is no different. Every time you are in a situation where somebody is encouraging you to do something, whether it's something you want to do or something not, anytime you're around anybody or thinking about what somebody else would do or what somebody else would think, this is your chance to practice getting beyond influence. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. Want to wrap up with two reminders. Number one, please help me reach my goal of 1,000 five-star reviews of the podcast in iTunes before the end of the year. If you have yet to leave a five-star rating and review and you feel like this podcast has helped you and deserves it, please, it would mean the world to me. If you aren't sure how to do it, I will link to how to leave a review in the show notes for this episode on primalpotential.com. And if you feel like it doesn't deserve it, please email me. I want to connect with you. I want to know what I can do better. Lastly, the first Fat Loss Fast Track of 2018 registration will open in just a few weeks to the waitlist. So if you are not on the waitlist 
four, the first fat loss fast track of 2018, which kicks off in early January. Registration will open first to the weight loss, uh, to the wait list just a few weeks from now. You can get on the wait list at primalpotential.com forward slash wait one eight weight and the numbers one eight. And I will also link to that in the show notes over on primalpotential.com. Hope you guys have a really great day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.